All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Side Eye. I am Uptown Bobby slash uh, Robert Brown slash whatever you want to call me. Just be nice. And I am K Clark um, slash. Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless you want to plug your uh, your music. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> so slash yeah slash Afro Sensei. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, welcome, welcome. It's hot as hell. It's summertime. The world is melting, um, but we are still here. This is the TV episode. That's what we're gonna label yeah, it as. A TV so if you're, yes. So if you're in the TV, welcome, enjoy. If you're not, maybe you should stick around and fill out uh, a list of recommendations because I know uh, people always ask me where you're watching. Sometimes it's an icebreaker. Sometimes it's a genuine question. So. Like, if you're not into TV or if you're not streaming anything, stick around. Maybe you might find something that interests you or maybe something you might want to check out. So I guess we should go ahead and dive in. Well, real quick, I mean, since we're talking about TV, you know, uh, rest in peace to uh, Tony Cicero, who played um, uh, Paulie Walnuts from The Sopranos, you know, talking about classic TV. So, yeah, he passed away Friday at the age of 79. So Right. I thought he was older than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it was another big time actor died. He was um, really... Michael Caine, yeah, from the movies, yeah. The Godfather, yeah, yeah, the movie guy, yeah. So it was sad week for Italians. Uh, then uh, what's every... the name? Ray, Ray Liotta before that for Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So man, you know, came in threes this time mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Take Joe Pesci. But uh. <laughs> We about to jump into this TV episode. So, Kevin, what are, what are you watching? What's some things that are keeping your interest or keeping you entertained on the TV? Um, let's see. Well, well, right now I'm watching. I'm behind on Drag Race All Stars, uh, all winter seasons. Is that? But um, well, Better Call Saul is coming back uh, this Monday for the final episodes of the sixth season. So I'm excited about that. Um, also, oh, of course, P Valley. Been watching that second season. I, I like it so far. I know the last episode had a lot of people clutching their pearls, but you know. Uh, was it was, uh was it was it sex related or was it yeah it was yeah it was it was but uh it's a scene between uh Little Murder um and and his and his friend Teak uh, who just got out of jail and who's who's like his official or, or unofficial bodyguard um and they Teak is in the in the mood because um on the show a uh, black man's been killed by police and he's very upset about it and um basically the murder comforts him then that then they and then they have sex which is obviously from us i saw it seems like it wasn't the first time and it, it it's pretty much the same way they were involved while little murder was in jail um uh-huh. and and now that and now cheek is out and then but then at some point and, then, and so the scene itself i mean to me it's, it's, it was an it was a standard explicit um sex scene but the fact that it's between two masculine black men just got you know a lot of straight folks up in their feelings about it you know uh, but it was similar to like uh season one with uh clifford well that's the thing that's 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 why i said masculine black men because the more i guess clifford you classify her as non-binary but it's like they didn't oh. I, I i didn't see the same i didn't see the same uproar i remember the same uproar about um uncle clifford and little murder you know being involved together but now that it's two men that could look like, you know, somebody's cousin, somebody's uncles, somebody's daddy. Now it's an issue. Now it's too much. Like y'all like it when y'all like it when with a sachet and flip his flip her wig and you know and throw some shade and clack them nails. But when it, when it's time to get down to get down, y'all, it's the issue all of a sudden. Like, which I think we do together, you know, singing show tunes in bed. Right, I mean, well, <laughs> you ain't seeing them to me. So what's the what's the what's like like grow up like if, uh, like it's just very uh sex sex TV uh sex scenes are usually like it's just any TV sex scenes are pretty mild for the most part. Like you might see a a titty or or you, or, you know depending on HBO you might see a, a penis, but it's never like you don't actually, you're not going to see too much of anything really. You know it's just it's yeah that's yeah, well, I, but it went well. I think the thing with um, and number, I would say also in that same episode, it was episode four. They had a sex scene between um, the character Mercedes and the wife of of the guy of the of the coach, uh, the person that's kind of like um, 
let's say she's in a range, she's in, a, in an arrangement where uh, she comes visits 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 a customer that, that likes her a lot. Uh, he's, he calls him coach because he's a coach for a sports team, and him and his wife have agreed to let her come in. Basically, you know, let him you know do what he do with her, and then she, he pays her a certain amount of money. But now um, she and uh, his wife have gotten involved. And that scene's in the same scene, but so is the one with Little Murder and Teak. But I didn't see half any of the uh, of the smoke the people have with Teak and Little Murder that, for that scene because it's, because it's two women, you know. And that's two attractive women. Right. That, that, that's not too much, but two guys give it all of a sudden too much. And and, and really, like I said, it's, it, as, far, as far as as far as sex scenes go, it's a pretty, it's a pretty standard, you know, R-rated adult show sort of sex scene, which is is good when it comes to gay characters because especially gay male characters because usually you'll see. A, it, it would be like, you know, they'll start a kiss. The next thing you know, they in bed together and it's over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that, so I, and P. Valley's type of show, and I didn't know it was, uh, I didn't know Patrick Ian Polk was involved, and Patrick Ian Polk is the one who um, created Noah's Ark back in the day. So if I knew mm-hmm. that, I, I, would, I would already, I would already definitely would have known that he was going to show that scene because he doesn't shy away from showing any of that. So, you know, he, he's the one that responded to Little Duvall's fragile self, talking about, you know, I need, he needed a special warning for uh, gay sex, you know. If you have a gay character on the show, you should expect that's what I mean. Like, okay. it's, yeah, like, it's, 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 like, like I said, man, you're not seeing the whole, you're not watching nobody orally, like, you're not watching it's not triple X, right? You know, it's just implied. You might see some thrusting, you know, and some, some moans. It's just two men touching each other, but mm-hmm. no, just like with the Mercedes and the wife, I'm sure you ain't seen no strap come out. No, <laughs> uh, and then it's, it's like um, what's about to say. Um, you got this. It, it's like not gonna see that, and also um, with P, with people like you said from the jump, the, the one of the main characters is a, is a person who wears wigs and has a beard and has sex with men. So it's like it's it's like if you it'd be like if someone was watching Breaking Bad and got to season three and it's like why ain't selling cookies? <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, like this, this drug. Is not, I don't want to... <laughs> this is not that show. Yeah, man. People just need to grow up. Like that's TV, bro. Like it, like especially if it's on like premium networks, you're gonna see more than just kissing. You're gonna see, you're gonna see like maybe some tripping, uh, some scissoring, uh, something. You know, it's gonna be a little more than like you would see on uh, Fox. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's gonna be a little more skin, but. Like I said, it's a TV sex scene. It's not like it's triple X. So you're not watching. It's not as explicit as it could be Mm-mm. in another medium. So just like grow up, <laughs> <laughs> grow up, man. I I could I would I would survive. And as much porn as men watch. I mean, I know it's, it's probably not you know guy on guy, but y'all watch dicks every day. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> so like grow up. Like it's just sex. It's, it happens. People have mm-hmm. sex. Yeah, so that was that P Valley. Uh, that with, with what I'm seeing with that so far, yeah, like it's a lot of new, it's a lot of different storylines they're juggling in, in in this season, uh, more so than the first one. But they're doing, I think, a good job of balancing it so far. Um, so we got that. Um, pretty, oh, go ahead. I was just saying the first one was pretty straightforward. I I, I haven't even finished the first one. Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, like uh, I got like maybe two more episodes left, but the first season pretty straightforward. You know, the club in danger and trying mm-hmm. to sell the club Mercedes. Mercedes and the club are pretty much the, the two big storylines. Right. And this it's definitely expanded more this season into other things too. they got like some new strippers in, they and they 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 are not really they're not necessarily falling in line with the way that uh Clifford does things. So there's that. You still got the stuff with the mayor. Um, you got stuff with like I said, Mercedes and Hudding situation. Uh they went they this last episode they went further into talking about um Mississippi uh Kate Keyshawn's past. Um, so it's, it's, it's they got more going on. Okay. So, uh, I think that's, that's, the, that's the main one I'm watching right now because I'm waiting for this because I saw it come back. Barry ended about a month ago, I think. Now, so uh, Barry, Barry is like the little engine that could that comes to TV, man. Like it's still it's it's still going. It still gets good reviews. I've heard some fans say that the first season is like still the best season. I mean, the premise of the show is, is a very uh, high type uh, wire to walk because it's basically it's you know it's basically about a hitman who who a depressed hitman who goes tries to act like to like light up his life. <laughs> so it's like a very like tight balance of like uh, comedy but also drama and like horror 
not that they're horror, but like drama, like in like really dark. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they don't, they don't glorify or like you know the vows on like there's no like slow motion shot like like of him, him like pulling up on the guy and like being to the side, choosing <laughs> somebody him and the other guy being like oh 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 like it's none of that. <laughs> it's, it's like it's very much it shows very much shows like the ugliness of, of violence and what he does. And I think you know the, the more you lean into that, the less of the comedy stuff you got. But the more you lean into the comedy stuff, then the less seriously you may take the violence. So it's just, it's, it's a hard balance to achieve over three seasons. But I think I think this season did a. It's a I mean, I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but I mean, it, it's definitely set up set up, what, set up the um, a new a new uh, I guess paradigms whatever you want to call it, a new plot for season four. You know, it's a different it's a it's a different way they could take the show now. By the way, season three ended. Okay. Yeah, which is good. Like it's, it's like a lot of shows like that that have a premise, kind of like Search Party, which I I love. Um, Never watched. Which it. I I also recommend. Mm. So Search Party is a show that had a premise that was like kind of like a murder mystery, and mm. then once the mystery solved, it just ended up evolving into like a whole different thing, and you're like, whoa. But um, it just like, yeah. Eventually, you grow the premise, and you have to grow the the story. So. It'll yeah. go beyond just what it was at first. Like I'm pretty sure he's not just taking acting classes anymore. You know. No. Mm. Where'd you where'd you stop at season one or? Hey, I just saw uh, season one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It always it goes beyond beyond that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's that's just the natural story. I don't even know if Barry lasts as long as like people might think. I think it might be wrapped up maybe I, I, in five I think, seasons. I think he said season four may be the last season. I think I, I read an interview with Bill Hader that said he, season four, four may be the last season. Oh, okay. Well, I think I think so. Got no one to go. I I, I ain't mad at it, man. I ain't mm. mad. I know people still crying about insecure being <laughs> gone. I'm like, man, how many more seasons were you wanting? I think it, it wrapped up when it needed to wrap up. Yeah, he followed them through a very specific period, late twenties and into the thirties. You know, that's sort the of transition, and you know. I mean, who's you, you couldn't check back in with the characters when they were like, say, in the late thirties, going to their forties, because that's a different stage. Mm-hmm. But right, but right now, right. I mean, there's no more story to tell. No, it's not. Because how many more episodes do you want to see with Issa not having her shit together and Molly struggling to find the one and balancing work and love life? And right. You were at the like I say, if you checked in. Let's say you checked in because the show started on Issa's 29th birthday. They checked in on her 39th birthday. Let's say by now, you know, Lawrence is, you know, her, her stepchild now is, is like a, is a, is a preteen, maybe a going teenager. Um, she Maybe she has a child that her and Lawrence had together. Molly's been married at that point in about five or six years, and she has a child together with uh, Tori and you know, there's, there's new stuff there to analyze, like being a mother and balancing work. And, you know, there's, there's new things to talk about. Right now, there's nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I'm not mad at that being gone. I'm mad at shows that know when to leave. A show that knows when to go is the best show to be. Like read it, I don't need ten seasons of anything really. If yeah, very few shows can last, I would say past five seasons, let alone ten seasons. I, you know, right. like, Mad, like I love Mad Men, Mad Men, but Mad Men, Mad Men pushed it for me going to seven seasons. You know, um, because six season was like a slog. Not not necessarily it was bad, but like it was, it was just like. Watching Don fuck up so much and like double down and fuck up so bad, like man, you can get it together. I mean, you fine with shit, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I was gonna say, yeah, and, and like a show like I'm going deep and deep back, but like Girlfriends, Girlfriends went on way too long. Like it should have ended like maybe I don't know season five, maybe it could have maybe went five seasons, and uh, you definitely could have avoided the Will Jones thing but i mean i guess they wanted it to happen just to say it happened i think but, uh oh you, you, you keep going All right. oh i was done yeah uh, i was just uh, saying they, they wrap it up yeah i think with girlfriends i think girlfriends suffer from like that the, the network syndrome of like this is mm-hmm. this is a popular show so we gonna milk it to to its nothing left you know so, so that, that all the shows like of that era like that 90s or 2000s era of like you know friends right. or or um martin martin you know like uh even like the Golden Girls, that that's seven seasons. That, and the only reason it, it ended at seven seasons is because the author was like, you know, it's a wrap, you know. Uh, right. So even yeah, I think Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, um, I remember Jerry decided to wrap it up, and everybody was like, "Why?" And I think he had NBC was offering him like ridiculous amounts of money to mm-hmm. keep going. And he was like, mm, "I think it's time to go." Yeah. 
So yeah, I think, I I think I, yeah, I think it's I think it was a product of that era of like network saying that this is popular. This is like ride to the wheels fall off, you know. But um, aside from that, I've been watching. I've been watching a couple of documentaries. I watched one about uh, uh Dolly Parton. <laughs> watched one about um, what's the one? But I watched J Lo's documentary. You know, I'm not big on J Lo. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I mean it was decent. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's I think. I think it was some missed opportunities in there um, as far as like, like it, it, part of the documentary delves into like the, some of the, some of the, uh, I guess you call it dragging she got back then for like her love life and like just stereotypes about her. Like they, they, they played this old uh, clip from South Park that was really, uh, like, really borderline racist of like her with like a hippie, like a uh, Puerto Rican accent and, and like talking with a puppet, you know, uh, that was, and then they had uh, jokes about her being the help with Bill Affleck. Like it was like, like blatant, blatant. It's hard to believe that it was like 20 years ago. Um, and I, I wish they had delved more into that, you know, but they really, they kind of, they show clips and they kind of, and then they had like questions about some guy asking her about her butt uh, and, and uh, they had a clip from the VMAs with like the little comment, come with the insult dog talking about her butt. Like it, it was talking about the way that she was kind of like demeaned basically and, and treated, you know, differently because she was Puerto Rican. Um, they kind of, they had one, one, um, little clip of Ben Netflix saying he asked her at one point, like, does this bother you at the time? And it was all that was happening. She said, like, she expected it because, you know, um, I'm a woman, I'm Latina, you know, this is what it is. Like, you don't expect it because, you know, you're a straight white dude. Um, so I wish the, the film had documented went more into that aspect of it and what that, what that was like at that time for her because, you know, she really did kind of get, I mean, people really did pick her apart for, like, just, you know, Stuff that didn't have anything to do with her. I mean, there's reasons to pick her apart for other things. I won't get into all that. But uh, I, think the, <laughs> I think the documentary. I think the documentary. Um, that was a missed opportunity to, to to really delve into more of that stuff. Um, also, with the family dynamic, it was kind of insinuated or implied. You know, insinuated really heavily that her her mother butted heads a lot. I mean, she referred to it as saying like her and mother had a bad fight when she said she wanted to go into dancing and she left the house and she was like car suffering for a bit before she kind of found her way like to, to be in the right. fly girl things like that but it really didn't delve into like that dynamic of like you basically like her mother even just a few moments she was on screen she had, she had a very strong presence even more than her dad did necessarily um and jennifer you know whatever you want to say about it she you know she's tough and so what, what was that like with those two personalities in the house like you you, you raise your daughter to be strong then she turns that sort of strongness and that in that uh stubbornness on you what is that like you know, they, they, they didn't really deal with that either. So, um, but besides that, they had some good moments in there. They, they had moments of her like playing a Super Bowl, Super Bowl performance um, at, at the 2020 Super Bowl and, and, and her push to get those um, those references to, to kids being in cages, migrant children being, being, you know, being detained at the border and things like that into it and, and perform with Shakira and all that stuff. And um, sort of her disappointment at being snubbed for Hustlers um, and just the idea like of her not being necessarily taken seriously as an actress after, after all these years you know that so it hit on some things uh, about that it, yeah it, it, other things, so. i mean I, it's part of that's because of some of the movies that she chose but also but right because you know, I, I would say after like you know 9 7 98 when she really when she really went all in on the rom-coms that really kind of um i think they kind of which to be fair I, I, to be fair to be fair rom-coms kind of like horror in the sense that they don't always they don't they are always taken seriously by the academy which is unfortunate you know but you know, her, the wrong time she was in, they weren't necessarily the, the best. Like, they weren't necessarily like you, uh, like, um, they weren't like a pretty woman, or yeah, they, they weren't pretty woman the way we were. Uh, uh you love, got me, love Jones esque. It wasn't that, it was this, <laughs> it, it was brand, it was like brand building, you know, some of those, mm-hmm. movies, I, I think. Um, so, but I think, her, but I would say she was good in hustles. I, I'll, I'll, I'll defend that. I still haven't seen that. Um, and it looked like a good movie too from the trailer, but I mean, it, it's all about the roles you pick. You know, if you put yourself in a box, you're gonna be typecast. You know, you're gonna be just considered. Oh, you just that's what you do. You know, you just do the romantic comedies. You know, like um, mm-hmm. even Adam Sandler. You look at him trying to be, you know, yeah, more serious. Movie, yeah. Like, yeah, people still know him more for like, like you said, the slacker movies, the comedy, the the crass comedy, like. He, he's not, he still doesn't get the credit he feels as being like a serious actor. And he probably never will. Cause it's like, you, people look at him and still say uh, Billy Madison and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Or it's a bit like, um, this is a left of reference, but you say Adam Sandler, maybe think of Kevin James, like post uh, King of Queens, he went into this whole thing where he, he chose like kind of uh, uncomfortable fat guy roles 
like a better oh, word. Oh yeah. Which he, to me didn't make sense for him because to, for him to me because when I watch King of Queens and whatever reruns or whatever when it comes on, he always seemed very comfortable being a big dude. Like he was mm-hmm. like he like he was very like he they had once they had one scene where he was like running running to uh get somewhere uh with some paper in his hand and he was like literally like a like a flip over a car and kept running. And like it just he was like, like he was very like he used to be a wrestler, he was like very athletic and like very he seemed he didn't seem uncomfortable as a big dude. So I don't see why he would play but he played that role probably because that was the niche he thought he probably thought he needed to fit into at the time, you know. But, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man need a chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting when I, when actors get boxed, and sometimes they box themselves. But then some like sometimes most niggas gotta eat. But it's just <laughs> yeah. like you know, it's just a fine line to walk between that. <laughs> Yeah, but it was an interesting documentary uh, with J Lo and the Dolly one was I thought was interesting too. Um, you know, what's the Dolly one on? What's, what is uh, the streaming? Bo- on? Both both of those are on Netflix actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good deal. So I add that to my list. What have you been watching? We've been talking about what have I been, what I've been watching. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, but you had so many good recommendations. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, the show that really got me hyped this because I, I think I told you this or I, I talked about it on the show. It's been hard for me to sit down and keep up with TV. And I, it's not necessarily the, the show's fault. It's more so my fault. Like, my attention span has been wrecked. And also, uh, I just, like, the only thing I can really commit to now is, like, live sports. Mm-hmm. And, like, if, if it's, like, scripted or if it's, like, beyond, if it's, like, a whole season or something, I just, I have problems committing to that. Now. I'm like, I can't do it. I just, I'll watch, like, two episodes and leave. But um, The Bear on FX... Man, it, FX slash Hulu. So you can watch it on either one. Uh, I would say probably watch it on Hulu because Hulu's more accessible because a lot of people don't have cable. But um, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's a show that takes place in Chicago. It's a, a restaurant, kind of like a, a hole-in-the-wall restaurant, like a real okay. blue-collar restaurant. They serve, like, hoagies and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, the chef takes over. Uh, he's a classically trained chef. You know, he went through the the whole um, white, you know, uh, just very, very professional French influenced stuff, five star restaurant. But his brother commits suicide and in the will he turns the restaurant over to him. So he comes to the restaurant and his first thing is to save it because that's just what he wants to do. But he goes through his own fuck ups because he's like he's trying to. These are regular people. Like uh, it's a it's a great cast, uh, full of color, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, and they just they don't want to conform, but they're like, hey, you know, this is just a job. I'm not trying to be no fucking uh, five star chef. I'm just here to get a paycheck, and you know, uh, it's just he tries to influence them and change them, but a lot of the time it blows up in his face, and it kind of like blows away the the whole male genius chef myths like you know like and and you see a lot of these chefs especially on tv they're like white guys with the like uh the same haircut you know they got the same story you know and they just they just come off as like they're perfect you know like the bobby flays of the world stuff Mm -hmm. like that but on this you see a lot of the imperfection like it's like kind of like the anthony bourdain uh type troupe like you know you see like the the fuck-ups you see the pain you see the the, the bad parts of the kitchen, you know, not passing health inspections, you know, um, trying a new menu out and it, and it doesn't go over, stuff like that. And it's just, it's real, it's gritty. Um, the language is very intense, like a, like most restaurants are, you hear fuck a lot. <laughs> um, and just some good character acting, just some really good acting, man. I, I was really impressed with the cast. It's got a lot of heart. And it's only eight episodes and they went by fast. And, um, the finale left you, it didn't leave you necessarily with a cliffhanger, but it left you wanting to see more of what happens next season. So mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend The Bear. That's B-E-A-R. And it comes on uh, Hulu. Like I said, because it's an FX show, but nobody got cable no more. So watch it on Hulu. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, also, uh, it's summertime, which means uh, reality TV, which means Big Brother is back. I know you never watched it, but uh, nope. <laughs> it's... It's popular again, kinda, because last season had the first black winner, and they had a um, they had an alliance called the Cookout. It was like six black. Women. I know it's cringe, but uh, they they looked together and they got rid of all the 
non-black people and a black winner won. They had filed two, right? So and um, yeah, and the new season has a diverse cast, but it's not as many black people like last season. It's more of a mixed Latina type cast. The CBS caught <laughs> they, learn, they, they learn from that. They learn from that. Like, <laughs> y'all niggas ain't gonna uh, cook out again on us. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's that's what that's what all the fandom. That's like what all the black fandom said last year. Said y'all better enjoy this because next year it's gonna be a lot of Asians, a lot of like because uh, <laughs> CBS made a pledge in, in twenty uh, twenty to cast fifty percent, you know, POC. Because uh, if you watch older season of Big Brother, it'll be like, you know, maybe like it's sixteen house guests. You probably had like eight white people, two black people, and the rest would be like. If that would be, you know, POC, mm-hmm. and by that I mean one Asian, one Latina, you know, or you know, somebody Hispanic. Yeah. So um, that's going on. And Big Brother such a commitment because it's a that comes on three times a week, Oof. and then there's exactly and then there's the option to watch the live feeds, mm-hmm. which um never ends. Like they're always on. So you can watch these people like eat dinner, birthday piece, like and just talk about like their favorite TV shows, like we doing. So mm-hmm. if you got that type of time on your hands, Godspeed. Apparently, a lot of people watch <laughs> the feeds, as they call them. So yeah, that's been why I've been watching that. And also, um, I finished the Laker document, not the Lake Laker documentary. When but the Laker show. Yeah, it was pretty good. Great, yeah. good cast. Oh yeah, yeah. Really uh, good cast. But like you said, straight boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's strong. I mean, I was a skeptical. Like I said, it's a strong. It was a, it had a strong uh, vibe of a straight boy show. You know, uh, for those who hasn't watched previous, listen to previous podcasts. Straight boy show was one where mostly straight men, uh, usually powerful men in in, in positions, uh, doing semi bad to bad things and occasionally good things to so create create uh, character complexity. Uh, usually, oh, you know, there's, there's a woman involved or two, and they may they may may or may not focus on them. Uh, it's a magical world where niggas don't exist. Um, and <laughs> and uh, you got a um, copyright there or something. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, just one of those shows. You go down on movies, you go down a list, uh, paid in full, state property. <laughs> I got the hookup. Uh, oh, Tang series, which was which was another was another great show that I watched. I was you know again, but but still, you know, it, it falls into that that uh, that trope. Um, so, and when you say that you you're not necessarily asking for every character to be gay, you just want, or, or you're not even asking for that. You're just noticing that. Yeah, I'm just, just I'm just noticing that it, it's just a thing. Like it's just it's just like it's just. I mean, it's just the thing. It's, just, it's like one of those shows where it's like, it's like the type of show where I as a gay man could watch it, but I feel like a street man could watch, could, would, would pull a pose and be like, oh, that's for y'all. If that makes that's sense. That's for y'all. Oh, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. And I love pose, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I totally understand what you're saying. Like, I wouldn't, I, I'm not going like, to tell. I wouldn't watch Noah's art, but if someone <laughs> did pitch it, I would be like, oh, okay, it's, it's that. Yeah, it's like it's like within time is like it's not even if unintentionally it may be saying like this y'all shit. <laughs> like yeah, 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 we got other stuff happening, but this our thing. This this is this is a this is a this is, a, this is men doing men shit with all its flaws and, and everything else. Right, and all of ballers. That's another one that falls into you know. Wait, what did you say? Ballers. <laughs> it falls into oh, that too. Oh, yeah. that's- all the definition of it. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't try to show on a gay character on that just for uh storyline purposes. <laughs> you know, but I, and again, yeah, get to be serious for a moment. I don't I don't mind that not I I would rather that not be a gay character or a trans character on the show if the if it if it one, just because this is based on true events, if it wasn't what really was taking taking place, and also two, if it, if it was, if it was going to be just shoehorned in there, it's like oh here's a gay character, it's like and, you know if it was going to be a gay character on there, that I would need or a trans character, I would need him, her, or they to be as flawed and fucked up and and, and as everybody else, you know. But yeah, I uh, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, like I said, it's not. I'm glad you just gave us 
a definition for it because I didn't want nobody to hear that and be like, what do you mean? What do you mean about that? But, <laughs> yeah, the first joking, time, you know. <laughs> but it's funny though. Uh, but yeah, that's really the gist of all I've been watching. Uh, like, there's so much, it's so much good TV out there. Like, if you got HBO Max or Hulu or even Netflix, still, you just got the world at your fingertips. There's just so many options, man. Sometimes it's so hard to keep up with it. Mm. But so, I guess we should get to uh, some of the trailers you were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so this week, the trailer for uh, the movie The Woman King. Uh, starring Viola Davis was released. Uh, it's a, it's a from this is from Wikipedia or, or Google. Um, a historical epic inspired by the true events that happened in the Kingdom of the Homi, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th century. So basically, in this kingdom, um, they're aware that the Europeans are coming and they're coming to you know colonize as they did at that time. <laughs> uh, and and Viola, the leader of this over this army, uh, wants to stand up and fight against them. So. That's that's the basic premise that I saw. Uh, now the trailer is like you know I watched I I watched, I watched the trailer a good five times all the way through. Like it's, it's oh, damn. yeah it's like I like it was like oh, okay oh okay oh oh all right this is gonna be one of those you know uh, mm-hmm. yeah not a straight boy film. <laughs> no no not at all. Was, no I, I liked it it was epic. Paula uh, looked like he in the, the shape of her life uh, mm-hmm. and just killing it you know I had never seen her. Look that intense, uh, like like I told you in the pre-show, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of an upgrade from her Michelle Obama uh, more more so impression to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we have uh, uh, different takes on her uh, on her choice. We can get into in a second, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I thought I thought it was really intense. I thought it looked good. It looked like a black woman three hundred. Like I was like, all right, I'm sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. And I haven't been to the movies since COVID, but I would go see that in, in a movie theater. Oh yeah, it feels like one of those movies you, you should see on a on a big screen with the with like the slip with everything. It was, it was like a, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you know people be like, "Ooh, there gets to be some reactions, exactly. <laughs> clapping, crying, even mm-hmm. like fuck him up." I, I, I bitch is like, <laughs> mm. somebody, somebody gonna say it. Yeah, I go to ten o'clock show for that though. Ten p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, but, but yes, you have. But you also have uh, not so positive thoughts about her, her portrayal of Michelle Obama in the First Ladies. Yeah, it just felt like an impression. It felt like I was watching an SNL skit, you know. Uh, and like I knew it was going to be a chance she took because uh, Michelle Obama, she's a I don't want to say a regular, but she's just a, a, a white-collar, well-educated woman. So there's, there's some meat on the bone, but some of it you kind of got to, like, take into your own hands, maybe as an actor. And I think she did that, but she also just did a little too much to me with the, the mouse thing. You know, because Michelle does that thing with her mouse. If you if you know, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's it's a bit excessive, and it's to the point to where it got comical to me. Like I almost got secondhand embarrassment. I know Twitter probably took it a little too far because my friend was telling me about some of the reactions, and mm. I think it got to the point to where Viola got like vocal about it, to where mm. you know, and you know, I, I feel like you know that's that's a whole another thing. But you know, uh, your work is your work, but. Woo, it was it was just a little much to me. <laughs> well, I think she had a for those who don't know, first ladies is about um three first ladies. This first season focuses on Michelle Obama, but also um Eleanor Roosevelt and um Betty Ford, played by um Betty Ford played by Michelle Pfeiffer and Eleanor Roosevelt played by Gillian Gillian Anderson from uh, X Files and uh, a lot of other things. Um and so I think she had the hardest job. Um Viola because Michelle Obama's still alive. So mm-hmm. not, only, not only as a person living and can compare and can speak out about your portrayal if you get it, you know, wrong or she doesn't like it. But also the fact that, you know, Michelle Obama is, you know, to use that overused phrase, icon not is iconic. And people love Michelle Obama. People, people, you know, people um, you know, people people love her. And so that the power was that added pressure. And I said this before we started, I, I think. She on, on paper she made a, a, a correct choice in, in doing the uh, the mouth pursing and everything else, but 
in practice, it didn't quite work. I don't think it quite worked because, or it's distracting because it's one thing to, to, to interact with somebody in, 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 in real life and have them do that. Or like maybe they, you know, scratch their mustache or they do things like other little ticks people do when they're talking to you or whatever, or when you're interacting with somebody. But to watch it on screen repeatedly, episode after episode, minute by minute or whatever, you know, every scene that she's in, then that it becomes distracting because it's like, it becomes the main focus rather than it just being a, a thing that someone does when you're talking to them. So I think she, she could have pulled back on that. Uh, and it, and it would have, it would have been quote unquote less accurate, but it would have been better for the overall portrayal. You know, uh, it'd be like, like I said before, if we started the, the show, um, it'd be like if somebody did a LL, LL uh, biopic and the guy playing LL lick his lips every five seconds. It's like LL does lick, lick his lips a lot, but if you do that, do it that much, it becomes a distraction. Yeah, it becomes a distraction, and then it gets reduced to like maybe you doing a comedy bit, like mm. like it's like an SNL impression, you know. Um, but yeah, I, like I haven't seen all of the shows. Yeah. But it, it was a shame. It was a shame because I, I real quickly I think I think uh, it's a good show overall because I mean I'm learning a lot right. about Betty Ford that I did not know, and I'm, exactly. learning, I'm learning a lot about uh, Eleanor. I do some things about Eleanor Roosevelt, but I know that much, and so you know. Is is a good. Sh- I would still recommend the show. It's just you know she made a choice and it was the best. Even not icons, you know they they you know slip yeah, up sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like every every Denzel movie ain't a great movie. So you know right. hey. every, every 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 uh every every you know every bomb lip lip shaking speech ain't, ain't the best. You know. You know <laughs> 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 oh man, have you ever listened? To, this is a quick little segue. Have you ever listened to Denzel is the greatest actor of all time podcast? By, no, I haven't. Um, Kawhi Bell and I don't know the other guy, but it was a pretty good podcast, and they would just break down Denzel movies and roles, and um, they would go. They started talking about like old man Denzel, mm. and like basically to the point where Denzel was playing Denzel, mm-hmm. and not really like kind of like acting. He was just show up, be like, all right, all right, you know, and just do his Denzel stuff. It's sort of like, you know, uh, uh, to get back, to, uh, actually recalls uh, my Dolly, Dolly Parton documentary or, or things I watched about Dolly. Uh, it's this channel called Be Kind Rewind on YouTube that focuses on uh, actresses that in their careers or just either one, those that one, one Oscars or one, those like had a long career in entertainment just focusing on different people. Um, and she focused her, her latest videos on Dolly Parton. She was basically said Dolly went in the movies basically being like, you know, I ain't trying to uh, be Meryl Streep. I, I'll just, I'll just, um, overlay my Dolly Parton persona onto onto the roles that I pick, basically, mm. and 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 basically her it's kind of her being Dolly, uh, and that's basically how she says she's done majority of her career acting career is, is being Dolly Parton. Um, is so also like with uh, so yeah I think so with Denzel I mean maybe maybe he doesn't intent in some movies he probably does do that real quick like let me go in just do a little okay all right and and then. Cause we gonna watch anyway. I mean, you know, and also, I mean, I don't think he does it every. I don't think he does it on, on every movie that he does. But some, some, of me, some of me probably does. It's like Sam, Samuel Jackson with Stakes on the Plane. He knew everybody oh wanted to hear God. him say, "I'm tired of these Stakes on the motherfuckers that's on this motherfucking plane." So that's what you no know, you, fan service a bit. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I think every good actor, I think every good artist falls into that troop. You know, like even musicians, like even. Uh, like even a Beyonce, they, you know, you you people want like a Beyonce record, or, you know, which is like you know they might want a power ballad or they mm-hmm. want to want to you know it, it, like you say you do fans have to give them what they want, you know, mm-hmm. or sometimes you just say no, nah, I don't want to do that right now. I'm doing mm-hmm. this right now. Yeah, because I'm 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 I w- I'm I haven't watched it. I probably won't because I uh, well maybe will. Uh, but but uh, Denzel recently did that uh, picture uh, that. Interpretation of a Hamlet, I think it was. Oh right. yeah, yeah. I yeah, which, watch it. So I that's that's probably very, that's probably not Denzel being quote unquote Denzel in that role. No, no, no. It, it, you can't do that with Shakespeare. So right, especially mm-hmm. in that type of like uh, the way it's filmed. Yeah, I saw uh, a snippet of it, and I was like, oh wow, he he he's he showing the chops in that one. Right. So yeah, so it's probably it's probably a, it could probably could be like a one for them, one for me situation where like the Shakespeare ones for him. And then the one we wage just shows up and it's like, okay, all right, my man. That's 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 that's, that's, that's one for them. That's one for us. So we can have something to meme and quote or whatever. Oh my god, exactly. Like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he does a lot. I thought Fences was probably like the last great movie he did, and everything else kind of in between. But like you know, like the well, what's the mo- man? He got the action Denzel too. What he doing? Uh, what's that movie oh. called? 
Uh, oh, what is it? Well, no, you had like they made two of them. Oh, uh, was that? They had two guns. He had him, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, and they had the other yeah. one. That he, yeah, and that. he had that one. Uh, but it's one movie where he just beating niggas up the whole movie. <laughs> like he just beating people up, shooting them. He played, he like an ex, uh, ex spy or some shit. The oh, okay. whole movie, huh. fucking oh, niggas up. Huh. Man, what's the name of it? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the day. Mm. The second one has Ashton Sanders in it from Moonlight. Okay. Uh, mm. Let me look, try to look up real look quick. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just called bothering me. And then they're just in there, just beating niggas up, flipping tables, shooting people. <laughs> the equalizer. There we go. The equalizer, yes. Mm. So if you want to see Denzel really beat, if you want to see Denzel play Batman, that's about as close as you're going to get. Because <laughs> he just beating niggas up in there. Mm. He could probably have played Batman back, uh, back in the day. Well, not with Tim Burton, but you know. Mm. Right. But yeah, back with, like, if you had today's, uh, Representation in media and like social media, yeah, he probably could have got a bad man role. Mm-hmm. I could have pulled it off too. Yeah. So you know, yeah. How we get down to a Denzel rabbit hole? What we talking about? <laughs> oh, look, we're talking about um, we're talking about actors. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. By doing no, I, I, I rest, yeah, I will say real quickly. I guess this is a side point, but one difference I would say between actors and musicians is that. Um, even doing Denzel is quote unquote playing Denzel and maybe doing a bit of fan service. I think nobody is expecting Denzel to walk on set and look like or be like or or be like uh, he was, say, circa Mo Better Blues. Whereas when Beyonce steps on stage or when Janet steps on stage, probably a better example. Janice steps on stage, some people probably expect her to still be like it's 1990 or 93 in terms, oh, in terms yeah. of like with, with all the dancing. Yeah, yeah. That that's I think that's the difference between private musicians and actors because no one would ask mm-hmm. Denzel, no one would ask Denzel, go back and uh act and sing the same way you did in 92. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right, you probably get cussed out though, because mm-hmm. he 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 definitely talks his mind now. He speaks yeah. his mind now a lot. Yeah. So, but uh, but but a singer, they want you. They want that song, that same key. They want that routine mm-hmm. hitting like it was when you were twenty three or twenty five. It's like, mm, you know. <laughs> right, and Jenna still can give it to well, you. Well, yeah, yeah, like, de- definitely, yeah. She's fifty. What fifty plus now? 50, so yeah, fifty six. Like, yeah. Yeah, them steps not gonna be as crisp as they was when she was yeah. doing Rhythm Nation, and well, uh, yeah, she also oh. bringing no niggas on stage and strapping them to uh, <laughs> tables. <laughs> yeah, and she leave it to uh, Tiana Taylor or somebody. Yeah, but yes, right. Yeah, that's one difference I would say. But uh, actors is their age and musicians probably as their age, maybe. But uh, oh, we're, yep. we guys get, get to our other so we trailer. Get to the end. Oh, we'll, uh, oh yeah, rap, rap shit. Yeah, the, the, tra- the trailer for um, rap shit has come out. Well, actually, the second trailer because the first one came out I think about a couple of weeks ago. But I saw the second one uh, actually before we started the show. It came out about four days ago. Uh, basically, rap shit is the latest thing from East Ray. It follows two estranged high school friends from Miami, Sean and Mia, who re- reunited from a rap group. Uh, it is loosely based on the story of the City Girls. I think Kid Fury is one of the writers on the show or one of the consultants being that he's from Miami and, you know, knows that right. world. Shout out to Kid Fury who taking a break from the region. Yes, yes. Got some mental health things going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, last podcast I, I, I listened to, he seemed like he was, you know, going through a big a kind of rough patch. Yes. So for those, he'll be back whenever he's ready. So, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so the trailer uh, debut, well, the new trailer came out a couple of days ago. Um, I mean, from what it looks of it, I, I'm I'm excited to see what, what what they do with it. I mean, you could you could argue that it's just that it's Issa and Molly <laughs> as the rappers, but I don't think so because it's not. It's watching the trailer, the beats aren't quite the same to me. Um, I did see one one person that wasn't in, wasn't insecure. Uh, the, the actress who played uh, Tanya uh, is in it. Briefly, I'm not sure how much how big of a role she has in it, but she wasn't one scene in the trailer. But um, in general, I wouldn't say it's, uh, it doesn't feel it didn't feel like a, a, a Issa and Molly do rap or a rap group, uh, no sort of thing. It, it didn't seem like it, she she copy and pasted that onto the show. This show, um, it looks like it's it's its own thing. Um, 
you know, just sort of following them. Uh, there's a lot of shots like that are that are, have that Instagram story sort of filter and with a little bar. So it's, it's showing like the, the importance of social media as far as you know in, in modern musicians' lives and uh, of course a lot of scenes at the club and you know um, basically what I see the way it's it's being set up is like Shauna seems to be I think it's yeah Shauna I think it is the one who uh, she kind of has these like dreams of like you know she doesn't just want she doesn't just, just want to rap she wants to like she sees herself as more of like you know I would call her like kind of like in a more of like a rhapsody. Or like a, like a or like Latifah, as like yeah she want to rap and kind of be fly but she wants to have like a deeper message. Whereas I think uh, Mia trying to get this money like she got a young child and like you know uh, she want to you know she, she's more she's kind of the rowdier of the two. And me I think Mia hopefully I'm not getting the names mixed up. Um, but Mia's friends uh, are skeptical of Sean because they. They said back in the day, like, you know, she, she thought she was so smart, which is probably cold for her. She thinks she was better than everybody. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over a season where, because I mean, at some point uh, they imply that, you know, uh, things are starting to take off, but Shauna is not being true to herself as far as what her original goals were. Like, I mean, like, like they had her complaining about, you know, they show, in, a, in, a, in a scenes in the new trailer, they have her complaining about like, uh, a video she's watching online. I think it's a, it's a rap video she's watching online with, you know, the usual shots of women just being there for men's pleasure. And then uh, she's wearing a Wu-Tang shirt at one point. So that, like, they, they, that's setting up to be a, like a, a, a hip hop purist. Whereas hmm. I think, what I think is Mia is more like, you know, yeah, I like to rap, but I want to get this money to, to, to provide, you know? Hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so this, this is a little deeper than what I thought it would be. Yeah, that co- okay. it starts, so she went on July 21st, so. Oh wow, that's soon. Mm. <laughs> that's what two weeks. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Uh, I my expectations are high. I mean, not saying that I'm expecting it to be bad, but I just don't know exactly what it really is. You know, I don't know what what to expect on I mean, the most part of them. It seems like it's at least the first season. It seems like it's, it's it feels like a come up story. A come up story. But also, it feels like Atlanta minus the dark surrealism and like you know, <laughs> it, like like it, it feels more like a straight like you know, Don Glover described um, Atlanta as like twin twin peaks with rappers. This is like this is like rappers minus the twin peaks. Like there's no mm-hmm. like layered symbolism or like niggas like disappearing behind walls in the club and or like invisible cars and all that stuff. It's, it's just like very grounded in reality. <laughs> very grounded in reality. Like I'm not saying they won't hit on you know sexism or racism or, or whatever, but it's it's more like de- down to earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see it, but like you said, that's a good example of like you said, Atlanta is like a come up story. With a, including a rapper, but it's just it gets it, it's so yeah. What, what am I trying to say? It takes itself a little more exactly because sometimes it's like, man, what was it even about? Like, <laughs> why, wow, why, why did that happen? And you yeah, never get any follow up, yeah. Know? This is yeah, this is more straightforward. Uh, like, this is about mm-hmm. two, two young women. Who want who have a dream to like make it do a rap group, but there's like some history between them. But also, they, I think they have they have goal. The goal, the main goal is 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 to is similar, but the ways of they want to go about it seem to be different, and that's the where the potential conflict may be. So it's I think it's more straightforward than than Atlanta. I know it is because I mean Atlanta is its own uh, animal. <laughs> mm. I'm um so rap shit basically do you do how how far are you expecting it to go without well how soon do you think Issa will make an appearance in it? I mean, will she? I mean <laughs> I, 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 I no, no, I just I just think she'll probably like of course she's gonna promote it and she's gonna like, you know, push it out push it out and help it, you know, give give whatever shot, you know, whatever kind of shine she can because it's I mean, it's her, it's coming from her. Uh it's under it's probably under Hooray Productions and whatever else, but so she's gonna she's gonna promote it, but I don't see her appearing on the show personally. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel like it probably would be a distraction because everybody be like, oh it's Issa, but is it Issa Ray or is it Issa D? Which two, you know, <laughs> what, what Molly is. Like you know, you know what I mean? Like I feel like it would be too much of like a, a crossover into a different a different world. Uh yeah, I don't I don't want no uh insecure universe. I don't want I don't need no Issa Ray uh multiverse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. I see you. 
I, I, don't, I don't see her appearing. You know, I mean, I could see her. Like I said, I saw one character that appeared in Insecure on in the trailer, but she, but it, she was a minor character. Like she was like in the second season, and you know, she, she, her and Lawrence like dated like briefly, like here. So I could see that happening, like minor Insecure characters showing up because, because I mean, like you know, she probably has a, a network of people that she can call and be like, hey, I got a job, you want to, you know, like that. Um, but I don't see her or like, you know, Yvonne or uh, Jay Ellis appearing in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mean, going see. I hope it, I hope it's, well, more than likely it's going to be successful. I just don't. Because HBO, when a show it doesn't do as well as they think it should, they'll give it, they'll let it like kind of find its way or they'll be like, all right, you know, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Mm-hmm. And it's very few. I can't remember. It's very few. To me, at least, I don't know. I mean, somebody with the numbers might come and correct me, but I feel like it's more hits than okay. Let's let's wrap this up. Like, <laughs> like I mean, they happen, but it's like you know, yeah. like uh, I'm, I can't, I'm trying to think of shows that just got they 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 they, they just pulled the rug up under. Mm. I think I think this one has potential. I mean, like I said, I mean the premise is like as a you know young women in the music industry and in, in you know. In today's music industry, you know, what's that like? You know, are they gonna go? Are they gonna stay independent? They're gonna sign a major deal. They sign a major deal. What's you know how they're gonna manage that? You know, getting paid. You know how how they deal with uh you know the inevitable creepy dudes that want to take advantage, or how you know how do they stay connected with each other while things are blowing up? And this person has this people in their ear, this person has other people in their ear. Because you know you think about they're not a singing group, but you go down list. You know, Supremes, In Vogue. Mary Jane Girls, TLC, Escape. You know, they female groups have a history of, of infighting and 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 uh, and being torn apart, <laughs> uh, basically. Um, now the guy groups don't have their issues, so they do. But like you know, mm. it just it how how would they manage to to sort of keep it together? Because oh, I'm assuming things things are going to take off. Because you know, at some point, or start to start to or start to snowball and take off. You know, how will they manage that? How will they? You know, to what extent does does Mia take the music seriously compared to Shauna? Is Shauna too serious for her own good? You know, you know, there's there's stuff there to 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 explore if they want to explore it. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm excited now. Like if, I mean, hearing you talk about the like when I saw the visual, I saw like the uh, I got HBO Max and I got the notification about the trailer. I was actually impressed at how that even looked. Like I'm like, okay, they look mm-hmm. like, like they like the lighting, like all oh, it looks looks really good. Like. Even compared to when Insecure first came out, because even when Insecure first came out, when I saw the trailer, I was like, hmm. So it's an awkward black girl with a budget. But, <laughs> you know, now it's like, oh, wow, like this is really impressive looking. Like it looks like it's going to be, you know, and I know HBO has definitely wrote the check for this one. Like, you know, I know they gave Issa a chance with Insecure, but they didn't think it would, I, I don't think they think it would turn into what it turned into. So now they're like, girl, look, here's a blank check. Give, <laughs> give us another hit. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm ready to see it now. So with that being said, uh, any final thoughts or anything else you want to throw out before we wrap it up, Kevin? Uh, have you have you called on, on uh, Succession? Still, still working my way through that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by the next time we talk about TV, which probably be like sometime before the end of the month. Mm. Oh, see, okay, now we got to adjust the position because it's like we definitely got to do an episode after sometime after rap shit, uh, and then we have to do, I guess, a Beyonce uh, review. So that's, oh, so that's the, true, the, yeah. the next year. The, the the next three weeks gonna be. Uh, be pretty good as far as content. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, why don't we talk about what we, what we want to watch? Well, well I mean, we, we've talked about rap shit, but um, I did see a tr- this is a movie that Leading Wave made that that pretty much is like a Whitney biopic, but now Whitney biopic called Beauty. Uh, it's about like a young singer who is very talented but can't be her full self because I guess of outside forces. And I mean, you look at the pictures of it; it's pretty much like young Whitney. Um, mm. And and Leading Wave is a noted Whitney stand, so. That's what I may watch. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Okay, Netflix gave for the keys, huh? I think so. Uh, <laughs> so okay, that's good. What something that I want to see? I'm. I don't know if you've seen Rami. Uh, Rami, R A M Y. No, comes on Hulu. It comes on FX Hulu. Well, Hulu knows the Hulu show. Uh, it's about this uh, Muslim 
who's basically trying to find his way, coming to coming of age type. So it's really funny. Uh, it's two seasons so far. And I know the third season is probably on the way, so I'm excited to see that whenever it comes. This is really good. I think you would like it because it's like just really well written, really funny, touches on a lot of things. I found it like educational because I don't know too many Muslims, uh, non-black Muslims personally. So just seeing them, you know, come to America and grow up in America and, and adapt, especially then, especially when he's at like crossroads between his religion and, you know, like living a life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Muslims, Muslims be pretty intense. Uh, <laughs> so that's interesting when you try to balance that with like, you know, just living a secular, regular life. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a pretty good show. I recommend it. So I'm, I'm anxious to see the third season of that. Uh, also, I need to watch uh, Westworld. That fourth season just dropped. So I'm going to check that out as well. Uh, Westworld, even though the show feels like homework after you <laughs> watch it, it's still entertaining. And uh, it's one of those type of uh, 2 a.m. high discussion shows. What if this is real? <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried. I got through, I think I got about three episodes or four episodes in, maybe five. And I just was like, this is it's too much coming at me. It's just, it's just, like, it's like, oh, it's a lot. Yeah, just like, it's, I, think, I think it was that same summer. When did this, when did that show? So, like 2018, I think? Or? I think so. 2018? Yeah, because I say they're saying some saying some I was, I was watching uh sharper objects with uh Amy Adams, I believe, and that was like that was his own mix of like dark and like commentary like about women and how women women hurt other women but also hurt themselves. And it was like I'm, I'm already heavy enough. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe that was maybe it was too much to take on at the time because I was watching that show. Right. And it, you know, and it's just a lot though, honestly. Mm. Like it's I, I'll tell you all right, it's a lot, you know. Uh it, it, it's like sometimes it's one of them shows where you have to put your phone down and pay attention. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be like, okay, I, I got to focus. Mm-hmm. If you miss something, it'll come back and bite you in the butt. People say that the why was like that, but I, I disagree. You can honestly skip uh, some scenes of the why, and I think you'll be okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I stepped in my show. I got season three. I'm, I'm, I think I finished season three, but I didn't watch the last two. Uh, which it might, oh, the why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, to me the the wire is like a big novel, like it's like like everybody has <laughs> no no not not in a bad way, um, but it, 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 it's very like everything has its place, everything means something, everything nobody nothing is is just there to be there, like everybody's gonna get the everybody's gonna get their own. You follow everybody home, you, you know what I mean? Like like uh, what's the name? The informant bugs, I believe it was, it was yeah. his name. He's just as, he's just as important as McNulty. You know, yeah. Like nobody, nobody's overlooked, and that, but that, which is great, but it also makes it very, you know, you gotta bear down and watch. Uh, I guess what well, this is, I saw the David Simon show. It was like the Deuce. The Deuce was like that in a sense. Oh my you, god! The, I watched the first season of that, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that that it could be bleak, very much, like, very the, very much the, that the Franco. The double act, the double dose of Franco was kind of a, too much for me. That wasn't much for you. I mean, Maggie, she she, she saved it for me. Uh, as far as like her, she really mm-hmm. cared. She really cared the show, especially like later on as far as on it got, um, you know. But yeah, it's, it's similar to that where it's like everybody, but even more, even more so with the wire. Because why is just it's just I don't know if it's I don't know if it's as much as as um, Westworld, but it, it is like a lot of there's a lot being said. It's like each your vegetables, but also we gonna entertain you a bit. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I agree though, but yeah, the Deuce was interesting. Like I said, it was. I, I watched. I watched the first season. The, the biggest what the what moment was when uh they killed Black Thought. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he wasn't nice. So. Right. Exactly. He kind of. It was like his comeuppance. But uh, yeah, it, it was. I'd probably go back and finish it even. Uh, how many is what? Four seasons. Three, three, three seasons. seasons. Yep. First season okay. is in is in seventy one, I believe. Second season is in seventy seven, and then the last season is in eighty five. 1985. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> they, they jump yeah. time, so yeah. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, man. So it's a lot of good stuff out there for people to watch. Uh, I hope y'all uh, maybe if you stuck with us to the end, you know, throw down some and 
check a few out. Uh, let us know what you watch as well on the Facebook page or uh, if you know us, text us or, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, man, that was a good episode of TV. Uh, definitely picked up some recommendations. And next time we come on here, we might even talk about some of those as well. But in the meantime, in between time, uh, y'all stay hydrated. If you got AC, please be grateful. Appreciate it. If you don't, whoo, we're going to keep you in our thoughts. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep your eyes open, your eyebrows raised. I'm Uptown Bobby. And I'm Big Clark. And we are out. <laughs>